0: Welcome to the Beer Blazers Podcast. This is episode four for May 2nd, 2016, Having a Beer with a Happy Toad. Recorded on location at Smiling Toad Brewery in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is Beer Blazers. Welcome to another episode of Beer Blazers. I'm your host Eric Johnson, and joining me this week for his inaugural episode is Tony Carosa. Tony, thanks for coming on today.
1: Hey everyone, how's it going?
0: So, um, how did how did I convince you to do this? I just there was I said beer, and you said okay, and now we're off. Yeah, you
1: said brewery, never been to it. I uh, said I'm in.
0: And that's, you know, and that's kind of why we're here. We are out today at Smiling Toad Brewery in Colorado Springs, kind of down on the south end, uh, off 8th Street, kind of tucked away behind uh, Tejo and Motor City, if you're familiar with the area. Um, so we've come in, we've got, gosh, looks like about 10 different beers to try. Four or five of them are IPA like, um, and then some other styles. So we have a, a lot in store for our palate today. Oh, yeah. One of them's even trademark. I'm excited to get to that <laughs> the one. The IPA Freely Trademark. 2016 or whatever, uh, Smiling Toad. Um, So Smiling Toad has been, in the springs, kind of a complicated um, brewery in in a way. I mean, in 2013 it changed names. It used to be like the KBB Craft Brewery and then it changed ownership, changed names. So I will, uh, when we have the interview uh, a little later on, I'll ask about that and how that all went down. Um, But it is now Smiling Toad. You can find them at smilingtoadbrewery.com if you want more information on the internets. and a good little space. I mean, lots of open, like, big group seating, picnic table, stage with a Harley on it, which I just love. Um, looks like they have a projector. So I don't know if they do, like, beer movie nights or come in here and maybe watch uh, watch some sort of an old hockey movie or something. I don't know. Maybe they put, latest like,
1: sports games on. I'm not sure. But you, it's yeah, you could. Definitely a cool little atmosphere The you know, I like the group tables. Yeah. I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's also, it's it's easier to sit down because you're not like, oh, that table of four has two people at it. It's weird to sit there. When it's a big picnic table, you drop on the end and drink some beer and you have a good time. Exactly. Get to meet people. It's a way to just cram up the next someone and be like, oh, what are you guys doing? (laughs) How are you? I'm here. And hand me your beer. I'm going to try yours. Um, Biff gave me a little tour of the the back room before we uh, started. So I'm going to post a few pictures of that. They have a three-barrel system back there, a bunch of stuff fermenting. Their latest uh, Fulcrum uh, Imperial IPA, which we will try, their latest batch of it, the uh, original Starting Gravity, 1.1. Wow. So normally when I have high-gravity beers, when I brew it's 1080, which is 1.080. Yeah. This is 1.1. 1. 1. Oh, so crap. So he said he pulled a gravity read. And they think it's going to be up over 10%. So it'll be a heavy, heavy beer. Yeah. But when that comes out, I'm definitely going to want to come back down here and give that a sip. Well, speaking of which, we've got 10 beers. Let me give you the quick list of everything we have in front of us, and then we're going to try these throughout the, uh, throughout the episode. Uh, the, the first one, the lightest one, uh, the, the Ella Lavender. It's a common beer at about 5'2", so it's a California common style. We have a pink snapper, which is a wheat. The ESBN, which is an ESB, an extra special bitter beer. Coconut, which is listed as a dark ale. So, so he said kind of a porter. Yeah, kind he of said, yeah, it's kind of darker
1: porter of. um,
0: And then a runner's red, which if you couldn't guess is a red. And then we get into the hoppy stuff. We have Galaxium APA, which is listed as an American pale. Only 34 IBU, but it's, it's IPA-like. And then I'm going to do the I'm going to actually talk about the IPAs and IBU order. So the lowest one is the IPA Freely, that's the trademark one. at 79 IBU. They have a Singularity IPA, which is at 83 IBU. An Orange Blossom, which is at 91 IBU and 6.4 percent. And the Big Daddy of the Falcon that we just talked about. This particular batch of it, I think that says 103 on the IBU or 113. Either way, it's damn high. Yeah. And 9.2 percent alcohol so because because we want to taste the others we're going to start low so we're going to try the comments actually now's a good time we can take a little sip and
1: yeah i i was tasting it while eric was telling you all about them and it's it's actually i can appreciate it it's not my style of beer it's a little sweet for me but i'll tell you what my wife would love it and
0: it's it and yes and I just took my, my first sip of it. It's very sweet. Um, the lavender is I mean the nose mm-hmm. all you really do smell the lavender um, and it's sweet and it's it's crisp and yeah. clean nice and clear which is yeah, no cloudy a, here.
1: Yeah, it's it's not one I would personally order, but I tell you what you know I could see you know if you kind of like the sweeter beers the more flowery beers you know but like like them in the lighter. This is. This is right up your alley.
0: So it's sort of the, I don't like hops. What do you have for me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my background is I like a lot of hops typically. I've actually started moving away from hops and trying a lot more porters and darker ales. Okay. Just because, you know. You drink enough IPAs, at some point you're like, eh, I'm ready for something different.
0: Everything just starts to taste bitter and hoppy all the time. Yeah, exactly. So this is a great, I don't want to say a non-beer drinker's beer, but it's good for someone, because a lot of people that don't mm-hmm. like beer, what they do is they don't like the bitterness of beer. Mm-hmm. And so this, I think, is a great beer that's nice and sweet. And even as a beer drinker, I like this. It's decent. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I'm not going to dump the pint out. I'm no. going to drink
1: it. No. So. No, you're the you're the beer snob that dumps pints out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Did you see that list? I, I think I tweeted it out um, about the the ten or eleven things beer snobs do. Yes. and that's one of them. Is they, to drink. I did read that. Yeah, they, they get they they and, they and they and they relish in the fact that when they don't like a beer, their 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 palate is refined enough that they will just dump it down the drain. It's like, yeah. oh, drink the beer. It's not that bad.
1: You know who did that the other day? That was Jose. Or <laughs> did he dump one out? <laughs> no, he sat there and just complained about it the entire time. Yeah, but he drank it. I think he ended up drinking it. Yeah, but. he
0: does. He does ultimately drink them. Uh, the next one up we'll give a shot here is the Pink Snapper. This is the Wheat. 5.1 ABV, 19 IBU. So another pretty low, shouldn't be very bitter. Mm-hmm.
1: Really so. nice, really nice on the nose. Oh, very, very weedy. Mm-hmm. Very,
0: you can smell that coming through. What do you think of the uh, the actual flavor? And a little cloudy, yeah. as a wheat beer should be. Exactly. exactly. There's still some suspended yeast in there. No,
1: it's a, it's a great wheat. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. I'd put it kind of right there with their stereotypical wheat. It's really good. It's clean finish. It's what you expect from mm-hmm. a wheat beer. Like a, little I want a little slice of yep. orange, yeah, to go in that. I don't like fruit in my beer.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't either. But you know, sometimes the style begs a slice mm. of orange, or
1: do I you ever know. mandarin? So I heard once on why they served orange with wheat beers. Okay, and it was supposed to be because they're not filtered. It was supposed to be to filter it. You know, they said when their original wheats just you know. Hundreds of years ago, had so much, you know, just grain, left just over gunk in them, floating in it. Okay. Yeah, you'd put the, you'd actually take the orange and you'd put it up and you drink through the orange. Oh, so you'd use and like a slice of orange yeah. instead of a little, uh-huh, and, and use you'd it as a like as a, a filter. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it's true, but I, I someone told me that.
0: Well, I like I like the story, if nothing else. So that's that's a pretty good reason to throw an orange in there, and it makes sense to some degree i mean yeah. but then your beer is going to be wheat with it's going to be orange infused you're not going to mm-hmm. get away from that
1: exactly but, but hey that's what you do when you squeeze it in there anyways
0: that's true it's very no. true
1: this wheat is awesome you know on a hot summer day this is yeah this is a perfect beard
0: and they have a, a nice little patio and even today yep. i mean we're still early spring people are out there enjoying the patio uh getting some uh, getting some fresh air so i w- wonder if they've got bags out there uh, you mean uh, cornhole? Yeah, cornhole. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to go check that out. Maybe we can have a little live cornhole competition on the show. Yeah. Um, so and, and so, one of the things I want to talk to you about here, Tony, you are a big beer collector. Uh, yes. I mean, probably of the people I know, you're probably the biggest collector of beer. And I know a lot of people collect wine, but a lot of people have started collecting craft beer. I mean, you're not slugging away 80 cases of Coors Light for a rainy day. I mean, you're collecting <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> What's, what's sort of the ins and outs? I mean, what, what do you look to collect? How do you build your collection? How um, often do
1: you drink it? So let's just back up a little bit. So a couple of years ago, I ran out of hobbies, and I was traveling a bunch for work, and I got to the status level as an airline where you get 70 pounds free. And, uh-huh. and my wife's from Michigan, so I went out to visit her family, and it's like, man, I wish I could just bring home all this Bells, all this Founders. And so I packed it all up in a box and shipped it. And it's like, a couple bottles broke, and it just was a bad idea. And, like, ha- and that's pretty heavy. First yeah, I, I mean, about liquid. It was, yeah, it was. I probably shipped myself like two cases. Okay. And you know, the cost of shipping was probably the same cost of all the beer. It's like, you know, there's got to be a better way. So you know, the place I used to work at, you know, we would haul around large pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, what I need is one of these huge transit cases that I could just pack full of beer, and haul them around the problem is, is those transit cases are like three hundred or four hundred bucks. The big hard sided yeah, with the phone like that big pelican wizard. Um, yeah. 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 You know, and the then, kind
0: of thing you're gonna take a server in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then the real question is, you know, how do you get something like that? You know, even if you had one of those, what do you pack the beer in? You know, to try and keep it you know, to make it through airline, you know, you know how your bag's handled by the airlines. It's like and now you're gonna go put, you know, a hundred dollars worth of beer in there. Yeah. Handle is not the right word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tossed around. Exactly. So, you know, I said I would like to go everywhere I go just get the beer that I try there and bring it home. So I'm not a trader. I'm not, you know, those guys you see online and trade beer constantly. Pretty much every beer that I bring back, I try. Okay. And so you kind of get a little balance of, you know, yeah, I could go trade and yeah, you know, some of my friends I trade with and you know, there's some people I know in places that we end up trading, you know, so like whenever I go visit my wife's family in Michigan I always bring a cooler full of beer there. Okay, and to then, give them some yep, stuff and right. then they give me a bunch of stuff that they've collected from Michigan to bring home. So I went out on a search to figure out how do I build a a a unit that I could transfer beer in on the airline. And I ended up building what I call my BTU, my Beard Transportation Unit. And it's dirt cheap and it works phenomenally. So basically it's one of those rolly coolers you can buy at Walmart for 25 bucks. How big, like 20 quart, 40 quart? Uh, it's probably like 20 quart. It's got two wheels and a handle that retracts. Okay. You know, I've got pictures of it. You could go and post it on, on Instagram. Okay. But then the key was, so I figured out the cooler I wanted because you need to be able to roll it through airports and you can throw your suitcase on top of it. And then the key was what do you pack everything in? So right. I started out like going to the Home Depot and buying some of that hard foam. Mhm. And you know, cutting holes in it and you know, I measured them for you know kind of the 750s. Okay. The problem with that is, is it was a fucking mess. You know, I had white little dots. I still have white little dots on some of the beer that still sit in my fridge from it. And it was kind of a one size doesn't fit all. You know, right. you get some 750s that are wider, some that are skinnier, and then what if you just want to bring cans? Yeah, or even a 12-ouncer is going to be a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And some breweries
0: don't give you bombers. Some breweries give you 12s, cans, like you said. Exactly. Or so even that, a, what, what about even a, even a growler? Uh,
1: yep. How do you That's do, not going to fit in that hole. How do you do that? And so what ended up happening is I was like, well, what can I use? And I ended up finding uh, memory foam. So you know, we, we were shopping for a new bed. I'm like, man. You know, this memory foam topper at Costco, it's 100 bucks for a twin, and it ended up fitting two coolers perfectly. Oh, so you actually bought a bed
0: topper yeah. and like, cut the fabric off and just got to the foam? No,
1: well, the, the ones that they sell at Costco are three-inch memory foam topper. Okay. and, and it's, it's Oh, a, it's just solid foam. It's just the solid foam, and you put it above on top of your bed, and then you kind of yeah, have a stretchers. memory foam top. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, I ended up getting a twin of that. It was 99 bucks. Okay. And so you could make two coolers out of it. So the cooler size was like a Coleman, a blue and white Coleman cooler. And I cut the twin into sizes, and I could basically perfectly fit two coolers in there. It, It made two coolers worth. And then I strapped the whole thing down. Well, now I use cam straps, you know, the kind of Mm -hmm. ratcheting cam cam straps. The first version I had, I had like one of those plastic buckle suitcase straps. Mm -hmm. I've got a funny story about that. So, (laughs) (laughs) And I stopped using that for this reason. So I basically get back to the Colorado Springs and my cooler comes rolling out on the conveyor belt. And I look at it and the top's cracked open like an inch and a half. And the strap is like tied, I'm oh, like, oh, so it's there, but it's been handed yeah. Up. I'm like, oh shit, this <laughs> is gonna suck. And I open it up, and I probably would say so. This was one where I just filled it with cans. So all I brought, all I brought home was cans. You know, probably I can fit about two cases of cans in one.
0: Okay, what about four layers of, or two uh, layers? Three so layers? when
1: I do cans, I basically don't use a lot of foam. I use foam around the outside just to hold everything tight, but I stack two layers. I think it's two layers of cans. So we'll you'll go have. can on can. Yep, can okay. on can. You know, cans are pretty robust. Mm-hmm. But I ended up opening this up, and what I anticipate happening is it fell off the little conveyor belt, blew the to- broke the plastic buckle, blew the top up, and I swear there probably was 40 cans rolling around the airport, you know, the runway. <laughs> and pretty much every can That'd was dented, day. but... I counted them all, and every can was accounted for. And not one of them broke. Not one of them broke, wow. and they put them all back in. Not in the best order, but they put them all back in. So you got lucky. Mm-hmm. And so needless to say, you didn't want to risk that again. Exactly. So, so you've then, gone to the crazy cam strap. Yeah, then you do cam straps, and you just run two laps around the whole thing. And with that setup, so the cam strap, the memory foam, and the cooler, uh, I've... Actually, now, the thing that breaks is the wheels end up breaking on the coolers. Okay. But, just from the weight? Or you you know, just, use just, and just being used, being dropped, around, and, yeah. you know, dragging them around. But I would say, you know, my coolers have over 150,000 miles on them. Wow. You know, with airline. You know, they've been to Europe a couple times. They've been over... They've been to Asia a couple times. So, all over the U.S. They basically go everywhere I go in the U.S.
0: So, I mean, us being... Uh, in the, in the high-tech industry, I have to ask, what version of the BTU are you running right now? It sounds like you went through a couple upgrades.
1: Yeah, so it all depends on, do you count like my strap upgrade as one? Oh, that's a minor revision. So the cooler that I like, I've stuck with, and that's just because it's you know, 30, 20, $20 or 30 bucks at Walmart. So
0: day one, that's been your cooler.
1: Yep, okay. and then I did the white foam, and I went from white foam to memory foam, and then from memory foam... Um, I stuck with the memory foam. I still have the original memory foam, and then from plastic strap to cam strap. Okay, so, so it's um, been you know three or four different,
0: just sort of minor changes yep.
1: over the years. But and then all of that. So every time I'll probably be bringing bottles back, and I've never broken a bottle or a can in that system. Oh, you should knock on so, yeah, these tables. big. Exactly. you should hit them you know, while we're sitting here. Yeah, I had you know I had two coolers full of Cantillon and Westy 12 from. <laughs> from belgium you don't want to break that nope don't want to break that you know all kinds of stuff from cigar city out of florida i'm there a couple times a year usually you mean cigar city out of broomfield colorado <laughs> <laughs> Which, whichever one you want to recent purchase yep yeah, exactly
0: uh so. what's our next beer on the list oh we've got an esb coming up here Ooh. uh 6.2 abv 32
1: ibu you've had a sip already. yeah i've been sipping on it as we have been what talking what do you it's, think it's great it's easy drinking it's um I wouldn't say extra bitter. Um, it's got a little bit bitter. It's got a nice malty backbone. It's yeah. There's a lot you
0: can. The malts come through on that quite a bit. A nice malty sweetness to it. It does have. I mean, you can pick up a little of the bitter. I mean, it's it's not. It's certainly not bland. No, it's very flavorful. Yeah,
2: it's
1: it's very good.
0: Very malty nose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that one. That one's pretty tasty. What um, what kind of beers do you tend to collect? I mean, so things like. IPAs You can't let sit too long, right? The hops no. start to drop out, and it's and it's crap. But then, yep. uh, who is it? Stone. They're popular for doing their Enjoy by IPAs, but just this last year, they started doing an Enjoy After series, yep. which is this beer they've aged on Brett, and they say, no, take this home, and you let this sit a year. So what kind of stuff do you like to sit on, and what kind of stuff do you go, oh, we're coming up on the time. We need to drink this this weekend or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: so obviously, anything hoppy, hops, hops go away, so I'll... I'll bring back a bunch of IPAs, but they're gone in a couple months. You know, I used to, whenever I was out in Boston, I'd bring back Hetty Topper. Okay. And... You know, I would get, just because I didn't want to drink them all super fast, I might get six months and you could tell the difference, you know, yeah. and from, you know, fresh to six months. And they'd probably be yelling at me right now if I told them I sat on one of their beers for six for months. For six months, yeah. But, but when you can only get them, you know, once a year, or once every couple of years, I'll I'll take it.
0: Well, we get, well, probably about once a month in Colorado, we get Pliny the Elder from uh, Russian River out in California. Mm-hmm. And usually the, please 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 drink me by date on the bottle is about a week after i buy the beer yep so i mean they're very big on if you want to try this beer to enjoy this beer you need to drink it and you need to drink it in a timely fashion speaking of timely beers what do you think of that coconut ale
1: it's phenomenal yeah you know really really coconutty you know this has kind of been seems like a new trend you know a lot of people coming out with the coconut you know oscar blues has got a coconut um there's a there's a place up in breckenridge uh uh, Broken, Broken coconut. Compass. They've got a phenomenal coconut. Okay. You know, kind of the coconut porter seems like, you know, one of the kind of the new new big porters out there. and They're great. You know, I really yeah. enjoy drinking them. And it,
0: it comes through. I mean, all I smell is coconut. Mm-hmm. Now, it, unfortunately, it reminds me of a lotion because there's a lot of coconut-based oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lotions
1: too, right? But <laughs> it's, it's, it, is, it is, at the end of the day, still food. No, that smells really good. No, it's, you know... That you can definitely smell. Wow,
0: you can taste it too.
1: Yeah, I get some of the porter behind it um, in the in the nose. The coconut comes through nicely. I had one
0: uh, not long ago at uh, Storybook. Okay. No, come same kind of thing. It had a, a wonderful floral coconut nose, coconut taste. I, I have to say though, I mean, if I'm if I'm comparing apples to apples, the coconut flavor on this one is uh, it's probably three times as. Mm-hmm. as as much as I had in the storybook beer. Not that it was a bad one, but this is just, oh, it's, wow. I mean, I feel like I'm drinking coconut milk.
1: Yeah. Which, you know. Really good. I think the big thing with coconut is, you know, it's kind of enjoyable by everyone. You know, it's not, it's not too bitter. It's not too sweet. It's got, you know, A different flavor besides, you know, kind of the hops and the malt, you know, kind of attracts all different, you know, palates to to enjoying it. Well, and I've had had several beers, um, kind
0: of the big example to me is a chocolate stout. People say, oh, it's a chocolate stout. And so people will go, oh, I like chocolate. I like that beer. It doesn't usually taste like chocolate. It usually tastes roasty and coffee. Mm-hmm. This one, if you don't like coconut, you are going to hate that. Yeah. But if you like coconut, you're going to love that beer. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it tastes like coconut milk. It if does. Like, it's, it's like a workout drink, and we should just keep on drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you uh, – well, you've got okay. –
1: heck, how many fridges? I've got three right now. A full <laughs> – a full, you know, kind of standard yep. kitchen fridge. Mm-hmm. That's packed full. Um elk goes on the freezer and and beer goes in the fridge. Okay. And then I've got two wine fridges, two. I think they're those 30 like bottle, yeah. Clear door 30 bottle wine fridges that are packed full. There's a couple bottles of wine in there, but mostly all beer. Um a lot of sours, so I okay. try and sit on sours. And those you can age. Yep, those you can sit on, you know. We'll see. I'm on, I think this is kind of year four that I've been doing stuff. So I've got stuff that's been sitting around for four years. I was going to ask what the oldest. So you've got stuff from four years ago still just hanging out. Yep. And so, you know, we'll do, you know, and I try and get um, the same thing year after year so you can kind of do some verticals. just the seasonal compare of each one. Yeah, just kind of understand how everything changes over time. Um, And so between those, I would say... A quarter of its sours, maybe even a half sour. I really like sours. Kind of the Rodenbach, right. um, Canteon, even some of the local stuff. Right, right. And you, and, and and so oh, I can't think
0: of a way to do that. You really can't. So, I mean, part of the problem with the verticals, I did one a few years ago. I got a Folie from New Belgium. And a local store had the 12, the 13, and the 14 So this was two years ago. And he had all three that he had sort of saved. And so I went in, I paid him 50 bucks, and I bought all three bottles. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and they were really good. And you were able to see year to year how much they changed. The problem is, and there's no real good solution, the problem is how much of that is the fact that it's the 2012 batch and how much of it is the fact that it's now sat around for three years? Yep. Because you can't compare. I can't get a 2012 that's fresh. Yeah. So you have to, and if you would have tried it back then versus now, there's going to be changes from the aging plus just changes from the the barrel. And I think the sours are the ones, I mean, New Belgian. if you get a fat tire, a fat tire today probably tastes like a fat tire 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You get a La Folie. Every season is different, a little bit different because of the different hops that were available, the different uh, lacto, the way they soured, what they soured in. So I don't know. I don't know how you compare apples to apples on that you really can't
1: you can't it's really just what tastes good so a lot of times what we'll do is um as our friend ned likes to call it the 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 triple blind the where triple you, blind yeah so you know you could do with two or three but you basically can you know the triple blinds traditionally you take three of very similar beers and you need two of one and then one off and you're trying to identify the one off okay but with the verticals what we'll do is we'll go into them blind and say which one's better you know, is it the 13, the 14, or the 15? And ideally what you're looking for is, yeah, if the 13's the best, then yeah, age them. But if the 14's the best, you know, maybe you age them for a year and you, okay. you don't drink them after two. So that's what we're trying to learn a little bit from it is, you know, where is kind of that, that magic point to okay. to, you know, of aging before it just starts going downhill and so if
0: the 15 or the 16 now we're into 2016 is the best then you just buy it and drink it yeah, exactly because <laughs> obviously you're good you don't need to do any sort of aging on that beer exactly uh what's next on our little run through oh we're to the we're to the runner's red this is our last beer before we get into what i'm going to call ahead and call hop city yep um the runner's red ale 6.2 abv only 43 on the ibu this is actually hoppier than the apa we'll be trying here next but um what do you think of this one this one's good Sweet, it, I mean,
1: mm-hmm. it's red, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little sweeter, but you know, nothing too much. A little bit of the bitter comes through in the aftertaste, but a not bitter. a lot of hop forward. You've got the caramely, sort of red,
0: uh, red mm-hmm. malt back there, that's pretty tasty. Wow, that was delicious. I I have to say, halfway through, I haven't had anything that's been uh, not great.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that is, you know, I kind of feel bad because I've said everything's good, but I usually don't say everything's good. Yeah. So, you know.
0: Well, and, and and like you said with the uh, the Ella lavender, like it's not your favorite style, um, and I've had Pilsners where I go, this isn't my style, but I can tell this is a good Pilsner. Yeah. I typically wouldn't go into a bar and say, yeah, give me that Pilsner. It was pretty good. I'll drink it. But this Ella, I you know, I'd actually order it, and it's it's yeah. a good it's a good beer on a hot day mm-hmm. and so yeah so far none of this would be bad
1: I yeah know. exactly i mean you look at things it's like what i drink it you know is one thing it's you know what is my what does my palate you know tend towards and then you know you next say all right is this a good representation of the style right and then you just say is this a good beer at all yep and
0: and we've both done some stuff with a local uh, brewing club in town brew, uh, brew brothers and we do i've been involved in some of the uh, judging events and one of the interesting things is to watch people that are you know they're they're these crazy hop heads and that's what they like but they'll sit down and they'll judge the, the, the pilsner the lager category and they can still be impartial judges because they, they're mm-hmm. comparing it to a style yep. is, it, is it indicative exactly. of that style doesn't mean you like it Right? Exactly. If you don't like chocolate milk, you can still tell you just taste the chocolate milk, right? <laughs> so it works. Um, by the way, just a quick aside before I forget the food situation down here. It looks like they bring in food trucks pretty much on the regular. I mean, their, their board's got a list of every day of the week. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still getting over the stupid cough, um, of stuff they bring in. So things like uh, the Bite Me sausage truck, which I've had around town, and, and all things pita. So there's usually going to be a food option. And they got some tables over here set up that look like they might potluck stuff once in a while. Yeah, no, it's so. Sunday,
1: I was looking at their website because I was trying to figure out if I need to eat lunch before I come down or not. And Sunday, it looks like they do a potluck. So bring down your favorite dish and just share it with everyone. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and that's a good way to get food. And again, we've done a lot of the
0: or a few a few episodes here where we've been at places that have kitchens, and more commonly in Colorado Springs, it's like this: you've yep. got a brewery and they have a food truck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's actually a permanent food truck. I think there's a there's a barbecue truck that sits at one of the breweries in town that's there exclusively, and so it's uh it's kind of an interesting uh, interesting dichotomy. But the food truck scene is getting pretty good. Let's see. Mm. Got a few more minutes before we uh, take a quick break and bring on our uh, our interview,
1: but I'm a few more beers to try. What you what would you grab? I here? went I went to the Galaxy. Is the, it Galaxi? the Galaxy? I'm trying to look at my my the, picture here. Yep,
0: the Galaxian.
1: Galaxian. The
0: Galaxian APA, six point two percent ABV, thirty four IBU. That's this one. Wow. That's it you know it, yeah.
1: the just the nose on it makes you think that it's you know a, an eighty IBU IPA.
0: Oh, yeah, the hops come through. On the, oh, I just, I, <laughs> Derek's I, spilling beer all over I dip, his
1: face. D- yeah, I dip my beer everywhere. It's fine. We got
0: a little beer down, beer down. <laughs> Too much nose. You can't get it in there. Yeah. Party foul. Party foul. I know. I need to, yeah, beer down. No, it does. It smells like it's going to no. be hoppy, but.
1: No, it, it kind of comes through really subtle on the hops. I mean, the aroma is phenomenal and, and comes through as, you know, a great pale ale. I'm not an overly hopped pale ale. Um, I would say kind of the standard German-type pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, not the German hops, though. So. You pick
0: up... So he said they use a... I don't think it's called Galaxian. I think it's uh, Galaxia hops. It's an actual variety of hops. And you can... I wouldn't say they're bitter, but you can taste them. I mean, there's a grassy, sort of earthy flavor, but it's not hoppy. Mm-hmm. But you can certainly pick up the hop flavor, and it's It's quite delicious, actually. Yeah. This is This is probably... Actually, of the, of the ones we've had, this is probably one of my favorites. So a, Cause I could sip this a long time, and it's at six point two percent. It's still not, it's still not for the faint of heart.
1: Yeah, you know, and I've kind of noticed. You know, IPAs took this trend where, you know, for a while, <laughs> IPAs were, you know, what five to six percent, and then they started spiking into the seven to eight percent. Right. And it seems like they've now come back down and settled, kind of in the five to
0: five to five, five to, to seven.
1: seven. I mean, you still see six and a half. But I think it, you're right. It used to be
0: IPAs were seven, seven, five. And then Imperial IPAs were all 10, 11. Oh, yeah. And now I think they've settled the IPAs are around six. And I've even seen Imperials that are now down to seven, five, eight. They don't always have to be this this above 10 thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it has settled. And I think part of that's because people are starting to enjoy the beer for the flavor. And, you know, I do know people that are like, oh, I just drink beer to get drunk. And you're like, well, here have this 12% beer and it's a shame that you're just going to guzzle that like it's water but it'll get you there. Yep. Um, but I think people, I mean, I myself included, I like the beer for the flavor. I mean, I don't drink it because I'm trying to get hammered. Yeah. Um, if I did, I would stick to the high AB, IBV <laughs> stuff and just kind of, not IBV, what the hell am I talking about? See, this is, this is what happened yeah. six beers in. ABV would be the alcohol yep. level.
1: God. Well, and that's, that's the hard part is, you know, I really enjoy kind of the, the, high gravity porters and ipas and mm-hmm. you know aged stouts but you can only drink a couple of them before you might as well just take a nap right <laughs> yeah and you know <sighs> they there was that huge trend with you know the session ipas for a while yep and i still see them once in a while but those mm-hmm. are the, those are usually the sub fives right yep. four and a half percent real hoppy i can drink them all day long yeah i think the definition is it's under five yeah but, you know, they, they're they a little bit watered. You know, I think that was kind of what people said. It's like, oh, yeah, they're great. But then you get, you know, you're overhopped. You don't really have that multi-backbone to kind of bring everything together. And it's, you know, they've kind of fluttered out. But you'll still still—you'll still see them, especially at the beginning of summer as people yep. make the transition. And they're good. But it's like, you know, it's it's hard to find a beer that you can, you know, drink all day and, and enjoy.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and this, you know, there's, we've, we've had a standing argument for a while between, well, I like a good craft beer, so I'm going to drink some IPA that's 7 or 8%, but if I'm going to go out drinking all day, say go on a fishing trip or something, I'm only drinking a beer an hour maybe. You <laughs> yeah. want to sit back and hammer some beer, and this is where you, you, you <laughs> have a soft spot for the Bud Light when oh, it comes yeah. to nothing, that. because nothing wrong with Bud Light. Because it'll keep you hydrated, and you can drink all that. Yeah, and you're not gonna you're not gonna
1: fall off the boat is <laughs> the important thing there. Yeah, exactly, you know you can sip on those all day, and you know part of it is I'm I'm really antsy, so I you know you, you put, like having something. Yeah, I stopped drinking cocktails because uh, you put a pint glass in my hand, and you know I'll down that in you know in fifteen minutes. I mean, I used to go to a restaurant where the the waitress would bring me a pitcher of water just because I drank so much water.
0: So you start putting yourself in a pint of a higher ABV beer. Within oh, an hour, man. you've had four, and,
1: and by hour two, you're just asleep yeah, somewhere in the corner. Exactly, especially when you're out on a boat fishing and doing everything else. You're not even thinking about it. Yeah, you're just grabbing a beer. Yep.
0: And, and, and whether it's fishing, playing poker, any sort of event where you're like you're drinking sort of as, as a secondary, it's easy just to keep on, mm-hmm. just keep drinking and chugging. And, you know, if you do the thing and you and you meter yourself and you say, oh, I'm only going to have a beer an hour, then you kind of hit this, like, get this little buzz and then you drop and you get this little and so it's tiring that's a Andy, hard Andy, cycle to keep how, up with how do, you,
1: how do you pay attention to i'm only going to drink a beer an hour
0: yeah you really i mean it, you'd have to be pretty anal about it like well beep, okay beep beep my watch went
1: off time for my yeah. next drink you know where <laughs> you, you get into the lower abv stuff and they're self-regulating because you can only put so much liquid in your stomach yeah you know so if you're going to be sitting there and drinking you know even a session ipa it's like right You know, you drink 12 of them, it's like you just can't drink more liquid than that. Biology helps clear out the liquid before.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. And at the end of the day, beer is 95% water. So, you know. Don't really need much else, right? You really don't. Actually, funny, before we take our break, we went to, uh, where the heck was I? Um, And, uh, oh, I was at Chipotle. Just having lunch, a little burrito. And I got a water cup. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's for water. And then I was sitting there and we started the discussion of, well, well, what if I get soda water? Is that cool? Like if I get the carbonated water, or do I have to get water water? And then I was like, well, technically that Corona back there is 95% water. So could I ask for a water glass and go, and I'll have the Corona to pour in this, but only 95% of only it. Only 95%. <laughs> so I will pay you 5% more. <laughs> here's, here's 50 cents. I'll pay you for the 5% that's Corona. And then I'm drinking the rest as water. Yeah. So far I haven't been able to convince anyone to do that. No,
1: yet. I doubt it.
0: Well, we still have the uh, the entire IPA flight here. We'll talk about what we think about that after the break, but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to have our interview and learn a little bit more about Smiling Toad Brewery. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and joining us now is Biff, the owner of Smiling Toad Brewery. Thanks a lot for having us and being on and chatting with us for a few minutes. Thank, thank you very much. So. Smiling Toad, um, this has con- kind of gone through some changes. I mean, you guys officially changed the name and you took over in what, 2013? Like what's the
2: history of the brewery and
0: how that all, because it didn't well, used to be craft. It, it, actually, it, was, it,
2: it craft beer, Kevin Beatty uh, was, had his own brewery okay, and he was going out of business. So I just bought his equipment. okay, And then we, we took over there, took over the same building. And what, about a year later, we moved out and moved into this building.
0: Okay, so you've officially been Smiling totes since about 2013 then?
2: Right, May, okay. May the 20th, 2013. Okay, and where were you before this? You used to, like, um, a, on Bijou Street. Okay, kind of Bijou a smaller, between Shelton and Academy.
0: Okay, what, what made you want to go into this particular line of work? I mean, this is not an easy thing to
2: try to do, I imagine, day to day, so... That's a good question. I, I don't know, I, I wasn't working at the time. Uh, I was home brewing, and, and I like to tell the story. My wife wanted the garage back. Yep. So she said, mm-hmm. get a job to go start a brewery. So here I am.
0: Okay. So she got the garage back. And she got the garage your back. Your, she... Her new little brew space. Okay. What's the, I have to ask, what's the history of the, the Smiling Toad? Where did that come from? And uh, is the that? name? Yeah, so the or, name, uh, the
2: mascot. Like, why is that your thing? Uh, um, all, all the other names were taken. Okay. So when we, there were, there's so many breweries. Um... No no rhyme or reason. I, I wanted to call it sapo-wapo to begin with. I like the alliteration. And in Spanish, sapo is frog. Wapo okay. is handsome. But also in Mexican slang, sapo is, is lucky. If you win the lottery, they're going to yell sapo at you. Oh. And um, so it could mean the handsome lucky one, the handsome frog, the lucky frog. A, a, a lot of things, but... Uh, my wife says it takes too long to tell the story, so I tell it every chance I get. Oh, that's perfect. And then I said, "How about Turtlehead for a name?" She said no to that. So. <laughs> that was right out. So, now, right? <laughs> so we're, we're smiling toad.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine the logo on the other <laughs> one. I don't know if you'd want to put that up on a poster, uh, what what styles of beer do you tend to enjoy yourself personally? Versus, I mean, you guys have a whole variety, but what, what's your favorite?
2: Well, right now we have ten beers on tap, and I, mm-hmm. I prefer IPAs. Okay, and, you and can four see of the them. first four are IPAs. Mm-hmm. So. So you enjoy the hoppy? Bitter. I do love the hops.
0: Okay. Any? Uh, do you guys do any experimenting as far as getting out into the world? Because sours are big now and barrel aging and, and aging.
2: Do you guys do any kind of experimental no, stuff? Or I, Sours, not on purpose. Okay. Um, that's how they started. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> uh, we don't have any barrels back there. We'll, 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 we do have oak spiles and stuff. Okay. We're still using plastic fermenters. We just ordered two seven-barrel stainless steel fermenters. We're excited about that. When They'll, they'll get here at the end of the month. We'll start doing lagers, uh, um, have more control over the beer, so uh, hopefully the consistency will be better. The, the okay. The taste will come around.
0: Okay. Do you guys um, offer a lot in the way, of, I mean, you have growlers, um, and I know I've seen your beer around town, so can people find it around town, or they, it's pretty much if they want Smiling Toad, they have to come here?
2: Pretty much so. We, we, we uh, just uh, did Craft Beer Week with Old Chicago, they featured us for a week. Uh, uh, we've been on tap at uh, a couple other breweries in town where we helped them out and sold some beer. Um, we're brewing twice a week with a three-barrel system just to keep in-house. Okay. And it's kind of a no-brainer for me. I can sell it at $5 a pint or $100 a keg.
0: Yeah. If- are you? Are, do you have any plans to maybe increase that and start doing some of the distribution stuff? Are
2: you kind of happy to just sort of keep it in Abso- Absolutely. We, we, okay. we continue to grow. Uh, not very fast. We grow as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just ordered the two seven-barrel fermenter, so we'll double batch. And then we're going to start looking perhaps to get into a restaurant or bar somewhere on a regular basis. We'll see what happens. We bottle beer once in a while when... And okay. we have a bunch left. Okay. After kegging, if if there's some left over, we'll we'll bottle it up and
0: Okay. So you'll bottle like a bomber and sell it mm-hmm. here. Exactly. Right? So you're not looking to do six packs
2: and not yet, no. no. Okay.
0: Nope. Okay. Um, and we talked about it a little bit earlier when we were walking over. You've got the you got the Harley here. Um, <laughs> are you, are you a big rider or is this just something you, you was it was one of those on uh, the whim kinda.
2: Yeah, it was on a whim. My my okay. my brother in law is is a motorcycle guy and he bought the motorcycle for my sister. She couldn't start it because it's a kickstart, so I thought, well, I'll take it. It's a good thing, and we had some fun on it in the summer. It, it, it was parked here for the winter. My garage at home is, is a dirt floor, and the rats run wild, and I'm sure they'd love to eat the wires up, so we parked it here for the winter. I'll get it out in the summer and okay, so start not riding o- it around.
0: Not only the brew equipment, the wife gets the Harley out in the winter, too. <laughs>
2: I have to, I spend a good half an yeah. hour
0: every spring trying to dig mine out of all the crap that's been blocked it in yeah. for the whole winter. So.
2: That's a good point. I never realized how how well my wife played me.
0: Yeah, no, she's pretty much got anything she doesn't want down here at the brewery. So. Including me.
2: <laughs> no comment on that one.
0: I have no no opinion. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, you guys do some stuff. So you have the food trucks that come in, so people mm-hmm. want want something to eat. And then you have potlucks on Sunday. Right. Um, so obviously you don't have a chef or anything like that. But how do the potlucks work? You just have people bring food in the, and they The
2: potlucks are working. Uh, Sunday afternoons we do a potluck and, and uh, we ask that you bring in a crock pot or, or, or whatever you want to bring. Okay. Salad. Even just a bag of chips. But the community's responding real well to that. We're getting quite a few people showing up and bringing various things. And and it's not necessary to bring anything, too, because it's a community thing just come down and share a share a lunch with us okay that sounds really good. And drink good. a pint yeah. and drink a pint
0: yeah absolutely if, if you're going to come down here you can't
2: just <laughs> exactly drink pint, like that's it's it's about the community but it's about the beer too
0: absolutely so are you a big dart fan i know it's the steel tips on the i
2: coin. do i love darts and it's it's real darts it's not the plastic ones i I think they're the steel tips. i think you 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 need something for the people to do around here and i think pointy objects is really fits in with alcohol
0: i absolutely yeah. i can't agree more yeah now is that something else that used to be in your garage and now it's down here? No, actually okay. that appears That's for my dartboards. Yes. Yeah. So you know it all just gets shifted down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys do? I, I noticed the projector, like a movie night or
2: sports, uh, or is
0: that just for presentations if someone wants to have a meeting or?
2: Actually, we had we had TV for uh, the Bronco games only. Okay. So, We had a great great run. The Broncos won the Super Bowl. It and, was um, not, I'm not so a bad excited to for say. Us. Yep. Um, the uh, no, we've, and uh, we don't show the TV any other time except during Bronco games.
0: Okay. And I can get behind that 100%. Are you guys uh, dog friendly? I saw the bowl. The if corner.
2: the dogs are friendly, we're friendly. Okay. We've got we've got treats for them and, and they can come in. They're welcome here as as long as they're friendly and Okay. Don't cause a scene. Perfect.
0: Yeah, so that's another thing I know a lot of people especially in Colorado always look for a place they can Colorado everybody has
2: a dog and a beer.
0: Yep, a dog and a beer is great. I would have brought mine. I didn't know. <laughs> I would I would have had the, the golden sitting down here, so um, well, I mean, again, thanks a lot for letting us come in, sitting down, with, chatting with us, giving us a place to record. Really appreciate it. Eric, thank you very
2: much. And uh, Tony, thank you too.
0: All right. Thanks again for your time. All right. And we're back. Um, uh, Tony's back with me now. That was our interview with Biff to get a little bit more about Smiling Toad Brewery. And man, we've still got four... And I'm going to say solid beers left to try. Yeah,
1: all these IPAs I'm excited for. All
0: these IPAs. I just need to hear the the sound. Here you go. You hear it? The sound of a flight getting out of my way. Empty glasses, new flight coming in. These are the IPAs that we have to try. So we're going to hit these here in the back half of the show. Um, Actually, I think we might do these out of order a little bit because we probably want to start with the lowest IBU and work our way up on these. Yeah, I've already
1: started drinking... uh, I'm looking at my list. You had the singularity. Yeah, the singularity and it's it's great. And
0: this is the so this is the six point two percent uh ABV eighty three percent IBU.
1: So I'm gonna take a little mm-hmm. try of that one.
0: I actually had this when I was taking the tour earlier.
1: So. Yeah, I'm nice and malty. You know, not overly hopped at all. Yeah, there's
0: not a ton of hopper. No,
1: nope. nope. A little bit. But a, a really mild bitterness, but really phenomenal. You do pick up the uh,
0: um, the the again the grassy notes are coming mm-hmm. through quite a bit on this one. Oh, for a second there, by the way, you just you almost fell into the uh, the old NPR skit from SNL. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's a mild taste. And we really cool. I mean, just got really yeah. somber tones. That was it's really good. <laughs> That's it. That's I it, really exactly. like this. We'll do a different episode with that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. No, the singularity is pretty good. Um, and this one, I mean, as far as I know, um, I, I didn't ask. I, I should have. But I think they do... Uh, these are sort of the 10 beers and I don't know that they do a whole lot of special seasonals and, and things like that and he was mentioning like the Lavender is a big fin- people want it and so they're constantly brewing it over and over and over again yep. um, to keep it in stock but like he said he's brewing about twice a week to keep uh, the beer in stock here so yeah this one's, this one's this one's really nice actually I would at 83 IBU it's, it's sort of hard to believe but I would almost say this is a perfect bridge for someone who's a fan of like a a pale ale that's trying to move into the Mm -hmm. IPA world.
1: Well, as long as you count it as like a standard pale ale and not, you know, I've had pale ales like Cigar City's uh, Invasion that's a better IPA than it is a pale ale.
0: Yeah, and I think, and I don't know where, because I've brewed uh, an American pale ale, and basically what we did is we just put a little less hops in it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of an IPA that you just try to tone it down a little bit. Um, and they've actually done a good job. Their APA comes in at 34 IBU. And, and actually, theirs was a phenomenal example. Because again, going back to their APA, it had a great hoppy nose and a great grassy taste, but it wasn't mm-hmm. real bitter. So it was a pretty pretty tasty brew for me. What'd you try that? What do what I'm you remember?
1: on. I'm on the Orange Blossom.
0: The Orange Blossom. This yeah. is another IPA. This one is uh, 6.4% 91
1: IBU. You can definitely smell the orange, and it's... A lot more of the a bitter flavor, um, but not a lot of hop flavor. I think he mentioned that these are kind of orange, you know, citrus, really citrus hops, and I kind of get that. The citrus is there. I, you're right. I don't get...
0: You're right. It's weird. I get the bitter, but I don't get the hoppiness, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all. Like, I'm not tasting yeah. the earthy, the grassy, the mm-hmm. grapefruity... But I taste the citrus, and I do taste the, uh, I do taste the hops, but they're not. It's not overly really bitter. This is actually for 91 IBU. This is pretty. This is dangerous. At 91 IBU, at 6.4 percent, I could drink a couple pints of this. So you don't, problem. you
1: don't get the real bitter back end. So I get, you know, it's almost a little, but
0: it's it's different. It's not, it's not that mouth just complete uh-huh. coverage I, bitter, but it's it's there but it's more of a citrusy
1: yeah it's a citrusy kind of the back of the tongue like like an
0: orange zest kind Mm -hmm. of bitter almost yeah like i could drink i could drink a decent amount of that and uh and then pretty much be like no i only had
1: two beers (laughs) no no it doesn't taste like it yeah that's what you tell your wife all the time right
0: i only had two beers i I swear honey i only had two well that's why you start ordering them in the growlers
1: (laughs) you're like i had two i had two beers yeah it's like that picture you know have you ever seen that that picture of the guy's like I only drink one glass of wine a night, but it, like, holds an entire bottle. It holds
0: the bottle. It's the giant wine bottle. Yeah. (laughs) Technically, I had two beers. Or, if you really want to split hairs, you have uh, two of the singularities and two of the browns, and technically, you only drink two different beers. Yes. It's all, it's, you know, in a court of law, it's (laughs) it's, it's all about what was true and what was half true.
1: Ooh, now we get to go for the trademark beer, IPA Freely.
0: IPA Freely. I will say... That if you look at this beer as they have it spelled out on their chalkboard, the I and the P are big, and the A is tiny. So for those of you playing the home game, this is IP Freely, which is one of the names you call in when you're trying to prank the bartender on The Simpsons, I believe. Yes, is Mister Freely there, uh, Mister IP Freely? Yes, that was the, that was the joke. <laughs> try this one out. This one I've had. I've had this at Old Chicago, and I've had this at another brewery in town. Oh, really?
1: Mm-hmm. They had a, com- they had a couple runs. I've of it. never had any of their beers here.
0: And this was, ooh, yep, and that's what I remember. It's a good IPA. Nice and uh, nice and malty. Mm-hmm. Um, little gra- a lot of grassiness in that one. It's, uh, it's pretty drinkable all the way through. By the way, this is 79 IBU. It's their lowest IBU IPA that they have on the menu. Um, but yeah, I've had that one before. Um, I like it. It's In fact, it's the only Smiling Toad uh, brew I had before coming in. Okay. And you're a complete Smiling Toad virgin. Not now. Now you've dabbled. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I've had all... Oh, I've had nine of ten. There's still one sitting out there for me.
0: Nine of ten. We have not yet delved into the world Mm. of the Fulcrum.
1: Yes. They're double IPA. They're
0: double IPA, which is at 9.2 and 100 uh, squiggly letter three. So it could be 103. It could be 113. Either way, it's over 100. (laughs) Yep. And I've read several articles on brewing that say if it's over 100 you really can't tell the difference anymore mm-hmm. so places will be like oh it's 150 and you're like
1: yeah it's still kind of 100 a lot i've used yeah this frog over here is kind of giving me the creepy eye he's got a peace <laughs> sign <laughs> you know just, so in their windows up in the window yeah they have uh painted toads i would imagine yep. yep and you know most of them are just heads and eyes looking at you but one of them's throwing up a peace sign kind yeah. of look over it's like oh that guy's freaking me out well, and it's clearly painted to be
0: visible on the outside. Mm-hmm. So as they layered the colors, what we have is this muddy,
1: dark-looking, angry,
0: like I owe him money kind of frog mm-hmm. staring at us and throwing up the peace sign.
1: Those could be scissors in his hand instead of a peace <laughs> sign.
0: <laughs> you never know. That's a dangerous proposition, by the way. We don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to mess with the frog at Smiling Tone. That's all I am saying. Well, maybe they're toads. <clears throat> toad i would imagine a toad but to- I, again not a biologist not again for the record it's the first time i've ever claimed that i'm <laughs> not, not a not biologist that. so when you start talking about the difference between a frog and a toad i don't know i mean salamander and frog i understand but frog and toad eh, one have warts
1: i don't yeah, know. I think one gives you warts and one of them just no idea
0: and i'm pretty sure that the toads give you warts thing is a myth too i don't know i don't know because you know what i get all my science knowledge from the MythBusters, and they're off the air <laughs> So and I don't know what was their take on the. Uh, I don't think they ever talked toads. about frogs and toads. Otherwise, I'd have information for you.
1: Well, I had a ton of warts on my hand growing up, and yeah. I grew up playing with toads all the time, so or toads or frogs. So, I
0: don't know which one. So you played with froggy-like animals. In yeah, the we, warts used,
1: in we used to go to uh, we used to go to Lake McConaughey in Nebraska, and they had toads. I think that they're toads because they had all the little bumps all over their backs. Okay, and I played with them all the time growing up, and crap I've got you know on my on my pinky knuckle I've got a I've got a scar the size of a almost the size of a dime it was just huge I did not know going into this particular brewery that you were
0: going to have like real life toad experience <laughs> to bring to the show
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but I'm excited that's a, that's a that's a that's just a bonus are you going in oh I'm going in it's I'm time going for the after. Fulcrum yep 9.2% IPA Wow. Hmm. What are your thoughts? I want to be, cri- like you said, I want to be critical. I want one of these to be terrible so I can at least sound as though I'm being <laughs> fair. It's, it's very to, multi. To be fair, they've all, been, they've all been good. You can't
1: tell this is 9.2.
0: And that's what uh, uh, Bob, their, their bartender here today, was telling us, that this is a dangerous beer because you can't tell.
1: Yeah. It's 9.2%. Um, it's not very bitter at all, to be honest. Like Okay. You, and this It's, it's a said, double over IPA. 100 IPA, IBU. You know, you don't get, so. Is it, I don't get much hop aroma and I don't get much hop flavor so, and I don't get much bitterness. It's really sweet.
0: Do you feel that it, it finished sweet enough that it covers up the hops or do you feel that it's just not that hoppy? Uh, or a little bit of both?
1: I don't know. I would, you know, even with the sweetest IPAs, you usually get the hops out of them. I, mean, I
0: pick them up. I pick up the hops, but it's not bitter. Mm-mm. You can definitely pick it up, but it's really sweet. But not the bitter, well, I shouldn't say really sweet. Let me let me clarify. When I say really sweet, I typically mean something like their lavender beer. This is sweet for an IPA. Yep. But it's not really malt. sweet. Yeah. Like it doesn't taste like syrup, or
1: anything. No, 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 no. It's very clean. It is. It's yeah. It's as Bob said. It is dangerous. I mean, you could sip on oh, this. No.
0: I could put down two pints of this in less than an hour and then when you start doing the math on that you're like you've almost had four buds at that <laughs> point right and so that's a lot of beer to put down that's it's really good mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed in that we liked everything I mean there were a couple that weren't really the style we typically enjoy but yep. we liked everything here and I really think it's a great place to come down I'm, and, and you know what? I'm going to say it right now. You come down here and it's your first time, get the sampler. You need to try them all. Even if you don't think you're going to be a fan of lavender or coconut or try all the beers because yeah. they're all very, very good. They are. And the good news is if you're one of the craft beer hop heads, they got four IBAs on tap. IBAs? So, IBAs. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is this what happens when you get 10 beers in. Those are
1: uh, international in- bitterness. Pale, yeah, India bitter ale,
0: bud ale. I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. They have four IPAs yeah. on tap. IPAs, India pale ale, pale ales for India. Yeah, so, which is what they were called. But yeah, come out, try them out. They've got some great IPAs. They've got some overall great beer again food trucks most days of the week yep. they've got growlers you can take home they've got bombers you can take home they've got great t-shirts there's a pinata of a woman with glasses staring at me that i don't yeah, quite understand but freaky yeah but that's behind the bar again great patio table seating got the patio and the darts you got a little steel-tipped darts. I think there might
1: have to be a quick... Maybe uh, even a little sticky ball. Look at that. I didn't sticky. notice that under underneath the darts. It's like Velcro ball? Yeah, probably for the kids, right?
0: Probably for the kids. It's lower. Um, it's definitely lower. I feel as though there needs to be a Beer Blazers um, uh, steel-tipped dart-off after the episode's done recording. <laughs> like, I feel like we need to take at least a cut at that, play a little game of cricket, and uh, post the results online. Anyway, um, so... We've tried them all. Um, there's not a whole lot more to chat about, so I think we're, we're kind of getting up on the end of this one. Um, let me give you all the wonderful information. Oh, and so Tony, being new to this, doesn't understand. This is about what is, is going to happen to him. <coughs> so, one of the other co-hosts who's done the other episodes with me, Eric Beeler, I always make him try to think of a great slogan for f- closing up the show. He's come up with insane in the beer brain. They're not good. None of them are good. They're all bad. So, while I give everyone the information on how to find us, how to listen to the show, and how to uh, send us comments and feedback, you have to try to think of a great closing tagline.
1: No. So you
0: think. Oh, yeah. Thanks for giving me you think, three and a half minutes <laughs> you, heads up. I don't even know if you, you have that long, but you, th- you, think, you think about it while I go ahead and close it up. So, this has been another episode of the Beer Blazers podcast. You can find us online at beerblazers.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at slash beerblazers. If you're out at one of the breweries we've drank at or you're just out on the town having a good time, having some drinks, want to share a story, drunk dial us, that's fine. Call us up at 720-2630-337. And I just want to remind everybody, we are doing a little competition on Facebook. We're trying to get our Facebook followers up. Every time we hit the next 100, 100, 200, 300, we're going to go ahead and give away a free sticker. Every time we hit the next 1,000 followers, we're going to give away a free Beer Blazers t-shirt, which has yet to be designed, but I have time. So we're going to get that done. So follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, and you can be entered for that. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at our website, beerblazers.com. And don't forget, call us. Call us. Seriously, call us. 720-263-0337. And with that... Do you have a good, it could be a toast. What do you have? What, what's a good closing tagline? Beer
1: Blazers. Go. I had nothing. <laughs> Beer Blazers. I was listening to I've you. nothing. Well, you're
0: supposed to listen to me. You're supposed to go was, with something. It was
1: entertaining. You're way too entertaining for me to, to I, just straight ignore you.
0: Oh, that's the best compliment. Beer Blazers. Too entertaining to ignore. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. That's our tagline. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep your beers cold. Cheers.